Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. In today's episode, we have Alison. She is an embodiment and empowerment mentor. However, her background was in nursing and she is also the co-founder of Rising Goddess Wellness. And she's also a registered yoga instructor. How did you get all of this done, Alison? <laughs> uh, well, uh, for about the last year, I've been working on kind of adding everything. You know, I started as a nurse and I decided to leave that profession in um, May of 2022. And um, since then, I've just been kind of adding certifications. I'm certified to teach meditation and yoga, um, as well as chair dance. And I'm actually working on my pole dance certification as well. I'm not sure if I'll do anything with those yet. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of adding everything right now. At some point, it will all integrate together and come together. How was, um, because nursing is really, really intense. Like, was you doing nursing school and then something else in the evenings or because nothing is like 12, 13 hours, 14, 15 hours shifts. Yeah. So actually I, um, you know, I started as a 12 hour shift girl Okay. Um, when I started nursing, I moved into leadership about three years into my nursing journey. Okay. And so for the last three years I've been in nursing leadership and management. And so it's a Monday through Friday, eight to five, thing. eight to five. So, yeah. So it's a little bit easier when you're when you're working that kind of yeah. schedule to to do a little something, you know, after work hours. It's a little bit more manageable than just that that 12-hour shift gig. Man, when you're on your days off, you still don't feel like doing anything, no, right? No, no, you don't. You don't. You just yeah. collapse and yeah. and and on top of that, if you're lucky, you get two days off or maybe the weekend, but even then one day is recovery, the other day is just doing the house chores and you're mm. just like trying to, in this little rat race, trying to get your energy back, trying to get things done. So it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. So how long was you in nursing for? Six years total. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I started out in oncology and so mm. my first job That's was- intense. On- it's oncology. intense. It is an intense, it was an intense awakening into nursing. And so I think that's really when, um, you know, I started to feel like nursing wasn't really fulfilling for me anymore Mm -hmm. was right then, you know, my first job out of, out of nursing school, oncology is tough, right? And you're, you're dealing with a lot of emotion. So then, you know, I went through all of the stages of, of grief and, you know, trying to leave the nursing profession because, you work really hard on that degree and you know we all go into it because we want to help people and we want to make yeah. the world a better place so it's it was a difficult decision to even leave and so I did all of the things you do when you're going through grief right denial so I'm like okay well I, I just need to change specialties right so oncology must not just be just not be for me yeah but you know when you're in oncology the the natural specialty that you move into next is hospice so that's what i did next i went into hospice care oh my gosh <laughs> and so your hospice is is one of those things like it's it's very rewarding but people wouldn't think it's rewarding because you get you gain this like very objective awareness yeah. of what life is and the 
preciousness of it, I guess, and just not to waste any moment, right? Alison, for the people that may not know, so for oncology is just working with patients that have cancer that are going through chemo. You have the chemo, the drip, so it's constant alarm bells ringing. Everyone's secluded in their own room. People are in agony. Their back hurts. Their hair's falling. So it's a lot of emotions, a lot of grief, a lot of just everything people could be in end of life care as well so you'll see people come I just kept seeing people come and go come and go and then I remember just when I would see an empty bed like I would my heart would just freeze I would be like okay what does the empty bed mean are they gone home or have they passed away or what is happening for the people that don't know what a hospice is and what it means to your role as a hospice how could we explain that Sure. So um, for hospice care, that's whenever you've decided, so say for an oncology patient, you have a cancer diagnosis and you've decided to no longer pursue curative treatment for your, for your cancer. We've kind of accepted at this point, there's nothing more medically we can do. Yeah. And so we're just going to treat symptoms um, and, to, and allow the most graceful death that we can possibly experience. And so that's the role of hospice. Um, the hospice care that I did was in the home. They also have okay. hospice cares, you know, in facilities. Um, but we were go would go into the patient's home and do some education with the family, helping them make sure that they can stay as comfortable as possible in their own environment while they pass away. You also have the skills of dealing with very strong drugs like very strong drugs and you have to know how to prepare I remember on my placements like it's like oh the drug the drug and you have to like prepare it in a special way and know how to do it and special legislation and special protocol so it's very heavy and as well when you're out are you on your own as well when you prepare it you have to make yeah. sure you you do it and it's it's really strong drugs as well like you have to make sure is done the right way and on top of that you're independent because you're working on your own there's no one like colleague oh hey babes can you check this drug for me can you you right. know so it's just you have that independence emotionally how did you find it so it's interesting when I was working on oncology I definitely felt like you know there's a lot of emotion there yeah but you're still um you're still fighting so hard for an outcome you're still fighting so hard for a cure that it's almost more emotionally like difficult, more traumatic to deal yeah. with as the nurse, then when you, you shift into hospice care, your goals of care are just different. So yes, it's, it's, it's more sad to deal with in a way because you're dealing with death and dying. But in, in also there's this uh, little bit of relief of my goal as the, his, as the caregiver for this yeah. patient is to help them be comfortable and to help them have good quality of life. Wow, I love it, yeah. Yeah, it is true, it's because it's that constant fight, right? It's, it's that, and then you have a whole team of doctors, and everyone's just doing their thing, and exams, and blood works, and this and that. So, and it is fast-paced. Oncology is fast. I remember working there, I was like, oh, I can't even keep up. <laughs> like, I'm having my lunch at 4 p.m. This is absolutely crazy. Alison, with regards to, you was in a good position, you have the skills, you was in management Monday to Friday, you have stability what was that like did you slowly move to part-time or was you just like I'm out I'm done cold turkey yeah I'm just out and I'm done and it, it got to a point where I, I just couldn't deny anymore that it was not making me happy okay. and and I think that we have to be really honest about that for ourselves like I went into nursing because I wanted to make the world a better place I wanted to help people 
And I moved into leadership because I thought that was the place to do it within nursing, right? Move into leadership. And um, I got, I finished my master's degree last year as well. So I just finished my degree. Thanks. And um, I was like, you know, where do I go from here? What's my next step? What do I really want to do? And I started looking around. How do I make changes in healthcare in America right now? And to be honest, I don't, I don't see a way. (laughs) <laughs> to move up in healthcare and make, you know, changes that are going to stick that are really going to impact patient care globally. So, yeah. um I had to just be honest with this is not the path I think is going to be right for me and move on to something that feels more fulfilling and more right. So, when cuz I mean at the moment I'm taking a year out of healthcare, so I'm just kind of like testing waters. I've decided that this year I'm just gonna just study different things, whatever sparks my that, and kind of see and focus on a podcast and do like little projects. How was it for you, like, for example, like because some people when they transition or leave, they save like, for example, three months, uh, like paychecks just to have money on the side. What did that look for you, or did you have something on the side already, like a side job, or how does it work? I actually sold a house. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alison. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I had a, a home that we had, um, and we had fixed up a little bit, okay. and you know the market was so great there for a moment really? for, for yeah. selling your your house. So we actually did sell our house, and and so we were able to have a little bit of money put away to help start the business that way. But I will say that having the experience of being a nurse and knowing that I have that degree and that you know license to fall back on really helped push me to to go ahead and make the jump to do this mm-hmm. because I know like I can always go get a part-time job as a nurse you know <laughs> yeah you, what you say is so so true because sometimes we're like stuck and it's like yeah it's true and and how did you find obviously you saw the household there's that sense of relief and that sense of reassurance and that sense of stability there how did you find so say for example right now there's a demand for nurses in the UK, right? So right now, every Friday, they want to pay £2,000, like every Friday. So you could potentially make eight grand, right? How, mm-hmm. um, what what does that look like for you in the sense that you have that stability, stability there, you have that job there? How does that stop you? Does that make sense? Because yeah, now yeah. I'm just like, I want to pursue this, but it's like, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to get make any money from this. But it's like, hey, if we stick at that, we can make, you know? Yeah, how do you leave money on the table when you know it's there, right? You know, it just came back to, to my mental health and it being more important than the money for me. I still get texts almost every day from nursing recruiters. In the U.S., they, they want you to do travel nursing. And right now, and that's like, big. That's like six figures. Like 10 grand a month. Or 10 grand a week, I mean. 10 grand a week. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's how really do, ridiculous. How do you make 10 grand a week? <gasps> some of some specialties they're they're just really really desperate. And so to see and there there were do actually a lot of nursing strikes in in the United States as well right now. So there's a lot of places that are having crisis contracts where they'll literally bring you in for one week and pay you $10,000 and that's your entire contract. That gave me shivers. Yeah. So it is, is very difficult. And the temptation to just be like, man, I can do that for one week. I'll, I'll go make that $10,000 really quick. You know, it's there, right? That quick money, <laughs> How right? How could it not be? But then, you know, you start to think about the practicality of going and providing that care 
And for me, I have a lot of anxiety and trauma still around providing all that care. I just, it's not worth it to me. And maybe at some point in my life that, you know, that quick $10,000 in a week will be, and I'll be like, sure, let me go get that. That quickie. Yeah. But right now if only, Alison, if only it was that quick, it's not, say for example, I was working six, seven days a week, right? And kid you not, I had to take three months off last year. I took three months, mm-hmm. like the money was good, but I had to take three months off. And this year, and even like you say, the the trauma and that, I've taken a year out. So it's like, yeah. we think we think the 10K is a quickie or whatever, but it's, it's the emotions. And we don't, we have to give so much of ourselves present in that job in the rich because people don't people just look at me and just think it's it's a quick fix like if only you know like it's people's lives and and you have to be present and you have to hear them and you have to reassure them and you have to guide them and if you're very sensitive to the energy to that you you'll take that on as well so Mm -hmm. is that protection techniques as well and just healing as well and I don't think they implement anything in nursing well in the UK no they'll say in the toilets they'll be like this number for counseling but the problem is with 12 hour shifts it's like when can you attend this counseling session you can't right yeah I think a lot of people in healthcare don't realize that sometimes it costs us a lot more than just like the week of our time right 100% yeah now now that you say that about mental health I'm just like yeah that is so so true transferable skills that you learned from nursing say for example you went into leadership so you already knew the leadership you already knew the discipline you already knew the routine how did those nursing skills transition to help you with your business sure Actually, it was one of the most surprising things to me because I used to say all the time, I'm a nurse. I don't, ha- I don't have any other marketable skills. Like what else could I even do? I'm a nurse. <laughs> you know, nobody's even going to hire me to, you know, whatever other job, office job there is. But moving into leadership really helped open my eyes in, into really how being a nurse and providing bedside care is leadership in a way, you know, you're taking ownership over your patient's care plan, like you're helping them guide, you know, through their healthcare journey. You are, you know, doing a lot of leadership tasks that you don't even really uh, realize are leadership tasks when you're at the bedside. And then when you move into leadership, um, I had a great mentor who always used to say, um, when you move into leadership, your patients are your nurses. So now you're taking care of the nurses who are taking care of your patient. Oh yeah. Your patients are your nurses. Yeah. Because now you look after your nurses. Okay. Now your job as the manager is to look after your nurses so that they can look after their patients. So it's really the exact same role as the patient care. It's just providing care for a different group of people who are then going to go provide care for the people that we're ultimately trying to help. Um, that is so, so so true. Yeah. So whenever I went to starting my starting my business, I really just approached it that way. I my business, and uh, I'm a uh, to be a leader in empowering women to embody their authentic energy. Then um, my purpose is to embody my authentic energy, to lead by example, and to help them. Um, you know, remember that they have that power as well. Wow, that is so so powerful. And as well with the leadership, because it just goes to show that how we upskill, right? It just means the goal is the same, but we just transition into a different, different set of people. It would be different ages. Would be now we went from the patients to that, and then now you have your clients. So it's just figuring that it's the same thing, and it will transfer the skills, which is I love it. How was the trusting in the intuition? You leave nursing, you sold the house. How did you, how did that come about? As in how, how did you know things were going to go well? 
I didn't, and it was terrifying. I will say I didn't trust my intuition for a long time. It took me several years to admit that this is what I needed to do, that I needed to walk away and, and start this business. I have been thinking about doing it seriously for three or four years. And it just got to a point where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this in my life, it's now or never. <laughs> I just kind of had to make myself make that leap and take, it was a huge leap of faith. And honestly, I still don't know if it's going to work out right. Like there may be a point where I do have to go back into nursing and that's, that's the gamble you take when you start a business. But I also think like we only get one life. So I want to make sure I spend it doing what I want to do. And I had to be honest and say that's, I wasn't doing that when I was with nursing. I love it. I love it. How um how was the public? So even when I take a year out, people just look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, but you have such a good job. You get paid so well. And it's like, I constantly have to repeat myself and repeat myself to different people because they just don't understand it. And I just feel like, we, we, everyone's on such a different path that not everyone's going to understand your path and I feel like not everyone's going to understand me if I have to take three months off if I have to take a year off like people still don't get it yeah no and I and I think it's the people in our lives are never going to get it right their their job is not really to understand us it's just to support us right so we got to just uh allow things to be as they are a little bit I think sorry I completely lost my train that's okay that's okay I'm just like that's okay do you know what it is it is it is completely true but it's just like people just imagine it I, I don't I don't think people see outside of the story like what we see when we go into work that lens what how strong we have to be like say for example in healthcare we're not really allowed they say reflection is important but we're not really allowed to mourn death right because right. we have to be ready for the next patient the next emergency but it's like we're human too I get upset too I have feelings too Who, who's gonna reassure me because yeah. s- like supposedly we're meant to be these strong individuals that can deal with everything and I'm like we are like you too right we get yeah. upset too we we suffer too and it's like after a long shift you go back home to your family and then and then even then you have to still put a brave face because you don't want to break down in front of them so it's just this constant constant battle and I feel like a lot of people still don't see that or still don't understand that or or because we're made to be so strong and and this whole idea it's like we still need help too how have you dealt with healing from guilt grief in your transition and as well in the different roles you played yeah so that's what I was going to say actually is the people in my life who are not in healthcare did not understand why why I wanted to leave healthcare the people who in my life who were in healthcare were like, congratulations, right? <laughs> you know, like I completely understand. I, I can't do it for myself, but I support you in wanting to get out of this. Several nurses that I know were like, yes, I, I encourage you to go do what you, what you want to do. Cause we all know like, this is not, it's not what we wanted, right? Like this, the healthcare system we got was not what we wanted. It wasn't the place we wanted to provide care. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, first of all like you say we just need to provide more care and more to the leaders right to the people working there to the people showing up and just seeing ways how we can help them we're a beat mental health and just implementing it because it's like it's like sometimes you go somewhere and it's like can you work a Sunday can you work a night can you and it's Mm -hmm. like girl I've already done like 52 hours how am I going to do work a night how can you provide that balance between us as leaders to be good mentally spiritually emotionally physically if you're already burning me you know there's 
There's yeah. just so many little things that needs to be changed. And sometimes we will be a pay rise, but also just allowing and allocating that time to rest because sometimes people feel like with a pay rise okay you can work seven days a week now like like we've 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 sorted you out financially but you know but it's just that looking at it from a holistic perspective and in just allocating the time to just feed each one right mental spiritual emotional and physical because it, you know we're all lost like I know people yeah. right now, nurses right now that have tachycardia, like their heart, they have anxiety and they're working in their position. And I'm like, oh my God, how are you working in your position? And you're going through this. This is crazy. Right. It's so, so crazy. Tell me about your business. How, how did that, how was that born? How did that begin? How did you start? Yeah. So uh, right in my like most depressed state, I would say during, you know, the grief of deciding to leave the profession, I was like, I have to do something to help my self-esteem. Like, I just don't feel good about myself. Yeah. I don't feel good about anything right now. So I actually started taking pole dancing classes um, locally. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's very hard. <laughs> um, but I really liked the dance aspect of it. And so then I started just doing these, like, playful little dance um, stretching workouts in my own house just for fun. And uh, also meditating and doing yoga. And the combination of those three things, I don't know what happened, but I just, I had this moment of realization, like I am completely worthy of whatever I want in my life. And I am my own person and I can take care of myself. And just this moment of I've got this. Yeah. And it empowered me to um, go ahead and, and leave the profession and to take the jump to start the business. And now uh, my mission is really just to help other women embody their authenticity and, you know, honor what it is that they really want to do with their lives. I love it. I love it. Meditation. How did you find that? Are you good at meditating? Are you like, uh, how, how do you implement that into your practice? Do you like wake up? Because I, sh I struggle. So what I do is I play and I close my eyes and then I feel really relaxed when I wake up. And that's like my little power nap. How do yeah. you do it? Yeah. So a meditation actually wrote my uh, master's like capstone project on uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques. Um, so I was researching uh, mindfulness-based, basically meditation techniques um, and their effect on stress levels in hospice nurses. So I was looking for a way to decrease stress in yes. uh, hospice nurses that I was taking care of at the time in my leadership position. And so that's kind of where it started. Like I wanted to help us be less stressed in the workplace. Yeah. And then um, it kind of morphed from there. And, and the more I did med meditate on my own, the more I discovered, you know, that healthcare wasn't really the right place for me. So it became less about helping with stress levels in the workplace and more just helping women with their stress in general. I love it. And, I love it. Yeah. So you started your business. How did you know how to do it? Like, did you get resources? Was you reading? Did you have a mentor? Did you, because when we go, when, when we're nurses or when we work in healthcare, we have a strict protocol, right? So we have, so we have, we go to school, we have the seminars, we have exams, we have OSCEs. So we have the practical, you do want, you see, you want, you shadow, we have work experience. How did you know how to do it? So I didn't. <laughs> oh. That's a lot. I, I just figured it out as I went. Um, yeah. You know, I I looked up resources online. I talked with a lawyer. I do, I do recommend that you do that if you're going to start a business just to make okay. sure you have all of the legal stuff in, in, yeah. in a row. And then, you know, from there, it's just pretty much trial and error when you're starting a business. Yeah. So a lot of it up front, especially coming from nursing where everything is so like strictly regimented and you yes. do kind of 
thing. I felt like I was making things up, like I was doing things wrong, like like this, like it can't just be this free, right? Like I just get to decide whatever, whatever I want to do and that's what gets done. And so um, it's taken me a little bit of time to find structure now around what I do for my business, which is, is fun too. <laughs> just because I w had such rigid structure in nursing, coming out of yeah. that, it was a little bit more like chaos, free, here, do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. And uh, coming back into structure has been challenging, but it's also necessary to push a business forward. So I'll, I would say like, you're not going to know what, what you're doing when you're starting a business, but you'll learn. And I think we just have to have that underlying trust and our ability to, to learn and to grow and to do different things. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Because we are so, we are so put in this structure in this, like, okay, you start at 7am finish at 8 p.m. You do handover. This is how it's done. That when we're free, we're just like, so now what? We we have all this time and, and just like I can breathe, but I don't even know what I want to do, you know? We just yeah. go into this little bubble. How do you deal with receiving messages from nursing recruiters with the money? How do you ignore that? See, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to stay in London having people messaging me all the time, every day, all day, every day emails messages calls coming at me I I had to come to Colombia for a year I couldn't I wouldn't <laughs> I, I wouldn't know how to deal with it how, how are you dealing with it <laughs> I mostly just delete them as soon as they come through I mean I see the you know I see the calls I I don't answer the calls anymore I don't respond to the texts I just kind of ignore it and you know I think a, a part of me is hesitant to like completely get rid of it because I could like unsubscribe to the email lists and get off the call list or whatever there's a part of me that wants to hold on just a little bit longer. I don't know if it's because I want to see what 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 happens or just see how much they're willing to pay. Yeah, the transition. <laughs> how how are As, we doing? Yeah. And, and and you know, once once it starts incrementing, going up, going up, you know they're they're in need or <clears throat> or you know there's a contract coming up, like a line of work. Have you ever heard of Ali Abdul from the UK? No. He's a he's a doctor and he's a YouTuber and he blew up. He has like two million subscribers. So he went he started off um showing how to become a doctor, how to get into Cambridge, la la la. His page blew up. He started making twenty seven thousand a week. Twenty seven thousand pounds a week. And then he was interviewed, do you know Lewis Howes? Lewis, so he's Lewis is from 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 America and he has this motivational mindfulness podcast, YouTube channel, and interviewed Ali Abdul, that's a doctor. And he's like, okay, so you went to Cambridge and you're a doctor. How many hours do you work as a doctor? And he's like, four hours. And how do you make? And he's like, a hundred pounds. And he's like, he's like, why are you holding on? Like to what? And he's like, well, you know, this is the, the, the reason why I blew up because I was a doctor. And, and he was like trying to explain to him, it's because you knew how to get in. And because you're a doctor, that that people like you, people understand you, people, you educate people. And then after that, three months later, he decided he was, he, he left, he left nursing. He, he left medicine all, all completely mm. because he was like, like you, like holding on. But it's like, Lewis was trying to explain to him that you could make, how soon can you make money of the skill that you know? He said in two years. And he's like, how much do you make a week? 27,000. Okay, you make 27,000. How much could you make off nursing? Like, like as a doctor, top notch, whatever you do, he said 100,000. He's like, okay, but you make 27,000. So how does the numbers don't work out and you're still holding on? So he he decided to 
to to complete three months later he was like i'm out i'm I'm quitting nursing um I'm, i keep saying nursing medicine i'm quitting medicine yeah. and now he's just doing his his education his youtube program his podcast and he's writing a book and he's doing bits and pieces but i feel like there's always a part of us that wants to hold on right the, yeah. the, the, I think it's the same reason why we went into it is that for me especially is the finance it's, it's financially knowing that okay I'm going to get paid the Friday no messing about I submit my timesheet I know because I'm self-employed I could do run the, my cost through there my lunch through there my phone bill through there so it's that reassurance so yeah but yeah. I feel like as soon as we leave we can breathe and we can like just flap our wings right it's like being at the top of the cliff just fly yeah. girl just fly the world is big Alison tell me yeah I was gonna say I think you know we were taught kind of to put ourselves in to restrict ourselves into these you know boxes in society as well and so you know when we're we're talking about restricting ourselves in the profession and you know being very regimented in what we're going to do in our nursing career you know we're also doing that with our lives on a much larger scale you know we're, we're deciding this is what, we're, what I'm going to be this is who yeah. I'm going to be we're limiting ourselves to being just that and when we open ourselves up to explore you know and kind of allow ourselves to be whatever we are and just you know say I'm I can be whatever I want to be then you, you also get that freedom in that respect as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Seeing now that you've moved away, you've opened your business, how do you see things? Because now your lens, you see it from, you have the nursing eyes, but then you also are the lens of a, like you say, like it's opened you up, right? So you see things from a business owner perspective. How do you see things from when you saw things as a nurse? Uh, do you mean in regards to healthcare or just in general? No, in, in regards to general in life and mental health and your finances and everything. Yeah. So as a nurse, you know, I, I will say I was very head down, like nose to the grindstone. I'm going to pump this out. I'm going to, you know, rise up in my career. I'm going to get these promotions. I was very task oriented. Yeah. And now in my focus with my business, I'm relationship oriented. What's most important to me is my relationships with my clients, with my, my relationships with my family and prioritizing connection with other humans over, um, you know, outcomes in a clinical setting. That was really the thing that I always felt was missing for me in, in healthcare and in nursing. Like, you know, they talk about in school, at least in the U.S., about the art and science of nursing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, a heavy science component, obviously, to healthcare, but there's this art of nursing of how to care for people. And when we got into the workforce, I just didn't feel like, I don't feel like there's much of that left. And I don't think it's the fault of nurses, right? Like we are so strict in how we have to operate in, in the system yeah. that there's just not much room left for that like creative aspect of how to care for people. A hundred percent. And also, say, for example, in the UK, they teach us personal space boundaries. So say, for example, touch, you can't touch, yeah. you can't hug, you can't, um, you can't, you and, and I know nurses, I've had nurse, I've had like, I've had teenage, I've seen teenagers or like, you could look at him. And he could be a man, but he could look like a child. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like he, because he's, he's, he has a beard, he has facial hair, he's grown, he's whatever. But you know, deep inside, he's just a kid and he's upset and he's scared. And he was like, can I have a hug? And the nurse straight up said, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, and, and human sometimes, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy because it's like, 
to us, we see hundreds and thousands of people come our way, right? But to that individual, you don't know how many times they come into hospital. Like, they will remember us clearly. Like, clearly, because for that, for them, it's very traumatic. It's like they had to come to hospital. They had to get an operation. They had to be seen. They had to show their, their parts or their, in, their intimate yeah. parts or, you know? And it's like, okay, for us, it's, we see it all day, every day that, yeah. you know, that is it, it becomes like a nature to us. But to the individual, it's like, and then I feel like with me, I was always super duper sweet. Like wherever I, I, wherever I went, I would try and leave that impression, right? Like, let me try and do good. Let me try. And people would tell me like, they're not like you. You're so different. And they would <laughs> tell me. But I feel like with that, I was taking on all the emotional stress, all the emotional. And it was too many people. It was too many people. I couldn't even keep up. So it got yeah, to a point. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, you probably were just boiling over with just taking on all those emotions from other people. A hundred percent. And it got to a point where after COVID, I just felt like because people had been isolated for so long, like I kept having patients wanting to open up to me about sorrow, about grief, about things. And I'm just like, it's only 9 a.m. My shift is till 8 p.m. I'm not going to survive. <laughs> I'm not going to survive. So what I'll do is I'll sweetly change the conversation to something else and what I what I was seeing is people had so much anxiety and then depending on how busy depending on how busy we are I have a time frame to recover and get them out right in between mm -hmm. 30 and 45 minutes if I'm giving pain control they stay with me for an hour so it's like I know I need to get you up ready well to be good to be discharged ASAP and then with some it's like their heart rate was so high they're so anxious so what I was doing is I was like basically telling them to take deep breaths and close their eyes and literally I was doing a mind mindfulness session like before being discharged yeah. because I just couldn't bring the parameters down to what they would accept in in um in the next stage of care Alison leaving how has things changed, like your group of circle, your practice, your meditation, you're now more focused on you? How has that changed? Has your world changed 360? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I um, took some time to come visit with my parents as soon as I left the profession because I actually moved across the country to be a nurse. Okay. So I decided to come home for a few months um, and just hang out here. And that it has really helped me to kind of, you know, sink back into to who I am and to realign with myself. Um, I did take up, you know, a, a daily meditation practice now, yeah. which before I was sporadic in it, you know, with, with work, how, who has the time, right? <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves anyway, who has the time? And now I, I do meditate every morning and do a little yoga practice for myself. And that has really helped to, to really ground me in. Um, but the most important thing that I do now that I didn't do before is embodiment. And it's just simply just checking in with my body on how I feel about things. And it sounds so simple, but it has made the biggest difference in my life. And what I mean by that, like, for example, if I were at um, work and a situation is coming up, like the one you're talking about where you're ta you're calming down a patient, like you're calming this patient down, but I'm sure inside you're like, oh my gosh, I've got a million things to do. And I, you know, I've got patient calm, and, <laughs> right? Like, so we're, we're out. I need to do my notes. I need to do my notes. Yeah. I haven't gone for breakfast yeah. yet. What is happening? I need to go to the bathroom too. 
Right. <laughs> so, you know, we're good at, at doing, you know, this thing where we're outwardly very calm, but inside we are just this like chaotic mess and we tune that part out so often. So just like taking a quick second when that situation's over and being like, okay, how am I? <laughs> how am I? What do I need now? Like, how can I calm myself back down since that situation? All right, I'm good to go. And now we're back on the right foot instead of just constantly making myself go and go over top of those feelings has really helped me to just exist, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit better. To, to be present as well. How long do you take doing that? Like how, 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 because if we have a million things, I'm just going to be like, how are you? And then, and then I'm going to carry on doing all my other things. How, how what does that look like for you? It takes practice. So okay. at first, you know, like I was said, I was doing the little uh, movement workouts. I would do them for like an hour a night and it, it was an really hour a night, hour a night at first. Girl. Just, and yeah, but that was just doing my own thing. My yeah. videos that I have on my, on my website are about 20 minutes. So okay. 20 minutes a day to get yourself in the, in the zone. But once you kind of have that relationship with your inner energy and you have that, like, I call it a landmark. Like I have mm -hmm. a landmark of what my authentic energy feels like, what my calm resting state feels like. So then I can come back to it pretty quickly now. So once you kind of develop that relationship with yourself, now it's like, you know, two minutes. I'm checking in. I'm looking in the mirror, you know, sneak to the bathroom, look in the mirror, check in. Like, hey, girl, how you doing? What you need? I love it. I love it. That's it, honestly, it's so important. I interviewed an, another girl from Australia. And what she does is when she as soon as she wakes up, she starts she touches every part of her body and she says, I'm so grateful for you. How can I help you? How can I assist you? How can I be present for you? And I just want to say I love you and I appreciate you. That's her way of doing it, right? So it just goes That's to show beautiful. there's Yeah. I was like, hmm. Brownie <laughs> points here. So it just goes to show that just taking a few moments to do that, to acknowledge, to appreciate and take time for ourselves. Um, and as well, a lot of people will be able to see the change in us, the peacefulness, the, the way we are present. Sometimes I would get home and people would be talking to me, but I wouldn't even be present. I'd be so yeah. tired. I'm thinking about a million things. And yeah. that's what people found. That This is what people sometimes find hard, disconnecting from work once you're home. Did I do the notes? Did I put the right meds? Did I, did, did, he get discharged with the right medicine will he come and collect you know we always worry so it's just disconnecting like you say this is my time i'm focusing on me i'm present on me we're doing me right now another thing i loved was that um you was very open about saying you went back home you know and and it just goes to show that we we will always know where our home is right in the sense that where do we feel safe where can we be ourselves where do we feel protected where can just we take that time to rest because sometimes in certain situations or in certain scenarios or certain environments, the energy is very dense and it's very chaotic. So I know I wouldn't have been able to do it in London. Like I just, there's no way right. um, because of the fast pace, people ringing me up every day, messages like at all angles. I was like, oh my gosh, Alison, you're so strong girl. <laughs> you can read the message <laughs> and hold on to it. I'm like, I'm out, network out, she go. <laughs> So, yeah, I love it. Alison, uh, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Burlesque, Christina Aguilera. Nice. I love it. I haven't watched <laughs> it. I need to add it to okay. my to-do list. And your book, favorite book? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Behind Her Eyes. I don't remember the author, but they make Ooh. special out of it. That's a beautiful title. That's powerful. 
I love it. I love it. Knowing where you are now, knowing, knowing where you are now, knowing that you moved halfway across the country to do your nursing school, what advice would you give to your younger self? Looking at yourself from now that you have your business, that you've been able to move away, that you've been able to do things successfully. I think just be honest. Be honest with yourself. As I, I wasted a lot of time. And I won't say wasted. Wasted's a bad word because I learned so much being a nurse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I did divert myself pretty good on my life journey by, uh, by not really just checking in and saying, hey, is this really what we want to do for me, right? Yeah, 100%. I love it. If you had a billboard on the side of the highway, what would it say? Empowerment is embodying your authentic energy. Oh, powerful. For the person that may not understand, how can we rephrase that or give an example? Oh, okay. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm always challenging myself to find better ways to say things. So, Because <laughs> what you said was very deep. So people that, that are not awake or are not, they're, they're going to be like, huh? Sure. What did Alison just say? Sure, sure. You feel like yourself. You feel like you've come home whenever you truly honor the essence of who you are inside. I love that. That is a beautiful way of putting it. What is your favorite form of education? Like to help you with the business? Will it be YouTube videos, podcasts, mentors, articles? I'm a YouTube girl. YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, or podcasts. I, I, I do a lot of reading uh, books, but I watch and listen a lot as well. So Nice. Tell me how we can work with you. Yeah. So you can find me. Uh, my website is risinggoddesswellness.com. Or you can find me on all the social medias at Rising Goddess Wellness. Send me a message if you're interested. And then I do just want to say to any healthcare workers, if you're out there and you're working and you're fighting the good fight out there trying to get patients good care, I admire your strength and your resilience so much. And if you're out there and you're knowing that this is not really for you anymore, it's, it's also okay to just admit that and, and move on. And you have the, the power to choose whatever life you want for yourself. And Alison, thank you for, for saying that. Thank you for being so gentle in your words because you don't know how many people you've just touched, right? Because it's like we, we, we get stuck on the title, right? We get stuck on the progression. And it's like we worked so hard. We got into debt. We, got, we did this. And, and I did so many sacrifices. But it's just knowing that we're growing, we're learning, we're evolving. And knowing that... the. The skills are transferable, where it be communication, discipline, um, multitasking, learning to deal with stress. Like you're a superhero at dealing with stress. So it's just telling everyone that it's okay to check in with themselves and it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take some time back. It's okay to reduce your hours or take one day extra off because if you have two days off or one day off, it just one day is dedicated to chores and just that's it to be able yeah. to wind down from work and it's the other day is like slowly you're winding down from work and it's learning to be present to be there to be to be whole right in who you want to be and it's okay it's okay to 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 transfer it's okay to transition it's okay to start something new and if that means moving a job then it's okay like like you say yeah. people the people that is is the job 
of the people that love us to support us but not to understand us and not everyone's going to understand you except for the people that are in it that have worked it right because people yep. would be like wow you're taking a year off you go girl that's super cool and then some people other people out of healthcare are like why you know yeah so yeah. yeah it just goes to show Alison tell us about your mentoring how does that work yeah I offer two different programs I have a, a group program that is uh, a weekly live class with me and uh, we do an embodiment practice together and a meditation we also talk about uh, self-love limiting beliefs and do some journaling practices together it's like a a little it's called the goddess club so it's like a little self-love club for women online and that also includes access to uh, my video library which is yoga uh, meditations and uh, embodiment practices you can do at home and then I also have a one-on-one -on -one coaching program which also includes a weekly one-on-one -on -one with me um, and texting and email access to me as well for extra support I love that that's beautiful what is the duration it's monthly so you sign up and cancel anytime nice nice I love it would you ever write a book I'm thinking about it I'm yeah. thinking about it yeah would you ever start a podcast I don't know if that's for me I don't uh, not right now I'll say I never say never but not right now <laughs> oh Alison you've done so well today I think you've done really good girl how can listeners support you any any future projects anything yeah, um, actually, a couple weeks, December 28th, I have a New Year Authentic You, which is a free live event that I'm hosting to help people align with their most authentic energy before 2023. We're going to do an embodiment practice, and I'm going to share a little bit more about how I reframed New Year's resolutions for myself and stopping focusing on what I want to change about myself and focusing on how I want to feel instead. And then we'll do a meditation to help that sink in before the new year. I love it. I don't have anything up for 2023 yet. But Already in December, I listen. <laughs> Follow me on TikTok um, to stay up to date. That's where I do most of my updates. It's at Rising Goddess Wellness on there. I love it. I love it. Would you ever do like a woman's circle, like helping females transition from healthcare? Yeah, I think that could be something I'm... Uh, thinking about in the long term as well <laughs> like a Facebook page or, or, or like a community because it's very yeah. hard you know even like with me it's like I'm doing laws of things to occupy my time and someone just said to me are you just doing things to keep busy or, or what are you doing and I was and then I was thinking about it and it's like because we're so busy in healthcare we're used to just being so busy so the transition is like, we have all this time off I need to be busy so it's like I think that would be amazing Alison, I just wanted to say a great big massive thank you for coming on Gentle Touch, for taking the time to come on. You have done amazing. You have inspired. You have educated. You have taught us so much. And just you have been that light to, to show us that it is okay, that it's okay to transfer. It's okay to transition. It's okay to start different things. It's okay for us to love ourselves and to, and to be honest with ourselves and say it's okay if you're not okay. But it's up to us to change things, to, to make decisions, to to see what we can do in the way we can help ourselves just in case no one else understands us. So I just want to say I'm so happy I could bring you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome, Alison. Alison, where are you based? Um, I am in Michigan, United States. I love it. I love it. And where did you go to nursing school? I went in Tennessee. So I um, am from Tennessee originally went to nursing school here and then I moved to Michigan to be a nurse 
after nursing school. I've been in Michigan for the last six years. Okay, you go, girl. I love it. I love it. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.